0: Here we go. You are listening to Rouge White and Blue, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to the Rouge White and Blue CFL Podcast. I'm Oz Davis. I'm the co-host of the show, and my co-host Joe Pritchard is out due to let's say, COVID quarantine issues. Once again, subbing in for him is our friend, also from south of the border, Greg James. Greg, how are you doing this week? And are you doing better than Mark Leggio?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. yeah, I would say, yeah, probably. Okay. Uh, are you as retired
1: as Matt Nichols, who just announced his retirement this week, uh, kind of a crazy turn of events there. He landed with the Ottawa Red Blacks. And this season, the Red Blacks were kind of forecast to be a contender based on Nichols' presence and lots of other things, but took an injury early on in the season and decided to hang it up. Uh, thoughts on the Nichols' retirement? We'll just hit you with yeah, this. It really, was really. You
0: know what? It wasn't unexpected, honestly. Really? I didn't. Okay. Think, I mean, once he was out, I mean, I had him in fantasy the minute he got, he was out. (laughs) I went to Montreal and, and, and picked up their current starting quarterback. So I'm like, yeah, no, he's done. He's done. I can feel it. So, but I mean, sure. He's more actively, his retirement's different than mine. Um, I'm sure they've still got him on the payroll doing something, but just not playing. (laughs) But on the
1: other hand, you don't have the leg injury.
0: True. True. Yeah.
1: So, so this is, there's an upside to
0: everything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. uh All right. So, in general, takeaways from this week, I would say my first takeaway is hey, no lead is safe is back. Every single team that won this week was leading. Or I should say, every single team that lost this week was at some point leading in the fourth quarter. Uh, How about this week of CFL football, Greg?
0: Uh, You know what? In terms of just overall, I mean, I think I've said this to other people on other podcasts. When you've got somebody down here in the States, it's like, oh, what's CFL football all about? This is the weekend, would have been the showcase weekend. Because, like you said, no lead is safe. Um, But for a few penalties, and, and, you know, at least with the Elks. Uh, that game could have gone so much different, especially towards the end. But yeah, no, it was awesome. I mean, this is what this is what all of us CFL purists love is games that we got high scoring games. You got it wasn't even I, all the games were as they should be. As is CFL, the CFL has built itself over the years. Is no, like you said, no lead safe.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. That's been, that's been the calling card and it hasn't really been the, it wasn't really the case last, oh, season, last sure. season was horrible. And uh, at least until the final couple of weeks in the playoffs, right. which were quite excellent. Uh, but yeah, this week, good to see it. Uh, it reminded me a lot of just that high flying nineties and oddies kind of football that we got from the CFL. Um, It was interesting to note that in fact, this week was the week that Bo Levy Mitchell beat the Stampeders career passing yards. And I thought it was interesting, too, because we talked about uh, Doug Flutie, longevity, you know, quantity versus quality more or less. And I mean, you know, here's a guy who, you know, the Stampeders were just one of the CFL teams that he played for, were just one of the professional teams he played for in his 20-year career. And yet, up until this week, He was the leader of that team all time in passing yards. So I thought that was a a neat little irony. Whereas, you know, it looks like Bo Levy Mitchell. um, I don't want to I don't want to put a curse on the guy or anything, but I can't imagine that he has 10 more years in him. And I
0: also can't really see him playing for another team. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, I know there were rumors. What was it? Two years ago, I think him coming down south and trying out. You remember those? No. You remember those rumors. There was talk. Actually, I have I have the story on that. Yeah.
1: He was he did get a tryout with the Minnesota Vikings. That's
0: right. He did. Okay. Now
1: and this was and this was right after they signed Cousins. And he went on, he didn't say anything about it. Like he just, you know, went back to Calgary, played with the team all season that season. Uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, after the season, he went on a podcast. I believe it was in Minnesota and talked about it and said, look, they said they were ready to sign him, but they would not give him a chance to compete for the starting job, which is what he wanted. But of course he couldn't do that. Right. Because they had just signed cousins to that big deal. And so he said, Nope, I'd rather be a starter and make less money.
0: Well, and the the thing is, too, let's just say hypothetically, had the, uh, you know, had the Vikings signed him, he'd be starting there now. Probably.
1: Now he, no, but even then, just the way
0: Cousins is played over, I mean, cousin, I mean, Kirk Cousins is, is basically the right now is, is, is the poor man's Andy Dalton, in my opinion,
1: (laughs) (laughs) who was already a poor man. somewhere? right.
0: You're not like getting, okay, Kirk Cousins, uh, yeah, what are you, you're not getting, but, you know, I think if, I, I think the Vikings blew it by not signing Bo Lee, you know, by not signing Mitchell, because I mean, uh, Mitchell's got wins. I mean, he's, yes, it is, you know, I mean, we'll anybody out there listening, it's, you know, going to probably, you know, probably there are people who are Americans that'll be like, well, that's the, no, Bull. hey, winner's a winner. Doesn't matter what league you're in. So, and he's proven it. it
1: there, it's what I call the Wilt Chamberlain principle. Right. Right. Uh, I forget who pointed this out. This, this might've been Mike Wilbon as well. We're talking about him earlier. Um, and somebody said, look, you know, they want to say, oh yeah, he scored hundred points in that game. Big deal. He wasn't competing against anybody. Look, it doesn't matter who you're playing. hundred points is a lot of yeah. points. Okay. <laughs> you know, Bo Levy Mitchell has the all-time record as a starting quarterback for winning percentage yeah okay that means something you're beating somebody okay you know that's you know let's not say oh yeah that's just the cfl i mean are you going to say on the other hand uh the 1976-77 tampa bay buccaneers went a combined what two and 26 but that's only because they're playing in the nfl right that was actually a really good team right now come yeah Come, yeah. on, guys. come on yeah let's that, that sort of stuff you could just filter right out right. uh i just i just thought it was an interesting comparison between players between eras and whatnot but this was the this was the week when we got transported back to the 90s at least for it, it was
0: it was and especially you know that calgary bc game now kind
1: of um on the on the what's up with that side what was up with all the pyramiding calls this week? <laughs> you know, we had three in three games after, you know, yeah, they did it. I saw it a couple of times in the NFL last yeah. season
0: because
1: I followed the Rams. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, th- I think it was on them at least two or three times last season. But just from out of nowhere, from out of, I mean, I what know. was up with
0: this? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean obviously either... the one that I noticed the most was obviously the one in Hamilton. Yeah, of course. Right. But the okay. other two, I missed the other two.
1: Maybe that's what triggered. Me. Yeah. I mean, uh, there was one in the Edmonton Saskatchewan game Yeah, where there, there was already, what, 29 penalties in this game or 24 right. penalties. In well, yeah, game, I think.
0: And yeah, you really <laughs> need to
1: call this phantom this was like a phantom call the, 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 the talking heads were going, uh, yeah. what, huh? I didn't even see that, but what, what's going on there. So yeah, it's just like, I, I'm really, I'm really kind of inter- interested in, in a train wreck kind of way to see if this happens again this week, because I was just like, well, I mean, somebody it, gave the refs the talk. Yeah. to, to, to me
0: though, I mean, I personally, I have no problem with that. I mean, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> It's a it's oh, a block you kick. Have, you don't have a problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, to block I, I the kick, nice. I mean you gotta do I mean it's
1: to me that I should it be was good. nice because for me it harkens back to Canadian football's origins in rugby. Yeah. Right? Because you can do that stuff in rugby right. all the time. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> why, Whatever it takes. Why not in Canadian football? Whatever right? it takes.
0: Taking that okay. away? I mean, it's you know, <laughs> it's like when they took they changed the ball and took the drop kick away. <laughs>
1: you know? Well, we did get the uh you know, the kickoff returner punts it Yeah, this week. You know, that staple of the uh, Canadian rugby football <laughs> union this week. So at the end of one of these games. But let's go really quickly blow by blow. Sure. I mean, I realize that now it's been forever since these games were on the air. But uh, my, my alternate theory to why Joe was not here this week was, of course, Mantra Alouette's 20 at Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, I was. <laughs> oh, no. No, not seriously, (laughs) not seriously. However, I will say that this is the first time in forever that I've actually been able to say that the L's beat the Blue Bombers. I kind of had mixed feelings. I mean, I mean, a win's a win, especially for a team in the East. Good to see some Eastern teams stepping up a little bit this week. You know, to pride of the division or whatnot. And, uh, you know, the Alouettes need this win. The Alouettes need every win henceforth. Because the Ty Cats and the Argos are busy beating each other up every right. week for the next couple of weeks, still. So somebody's and somebody's, you know, out-
0: somebody's got to get somebody's got to keep right. uh, the Rough Riders from crossing over. So
1: right, we've got to at least keep pace in this sucker. So um, good to see this win. Uh, nice to see that Trevor Harris kept his cool in the fourth quarter. Good to see that organization in the fourth quarter. We did not choke this game away uh I liked how Dominique Davis was unstoppable as this goal line slash you know third down quarterback I mean my god he had two touchdowns that ruined everybody's fantasy team that had any Montreal Alouettes
0: so it begs the question though in watching this game did the Blue Bombers lose it or did the Alouettes win it well
1: see that's the thing I mean it took everything we had right uh it took everything to go right right. i mean i to win and two missed kicks yes well yeah those two yeah those two
0: missed kicks probably if one of those would have made it we wouldn't be our conversation would be so much different um right the other part of it is too and i'm going to go completely um so when the blue bombers came out what i focused in on was that w on their chest and to me, I'm looking at it going, yeah, that might be, that might be the kiss of death in this game. Just, you know, oh, with yeah. a W for a win. I I, I don't know. It was To me, though, I had a little bit of a flashback from when the, you know, because let's face it, the Blue Bombers are basically the 85 Bears this season in the CFL. And in this game, it felt, I mean, I, I had that vibe of like, you know, this is like they're playing the, you know, the, the Dolphins showed up to play. Um, yeah, it, it just to me, that was just kind of how I it felt in that. Um, but with that said,
1: except these Alouettes are more like the Patriots. Right.
0: True. Actually, it's a better, that year, that's a better analogy, <laughs> actually. Uh, they very <laughs> much like the Dolphins. Patriots.
1: You remember that year, the Dolphins that year, they were supposed to be in the Super they Bowl. were. They were. They were destined. They were like a two or three lost team that yeah. year. That was Marino's best year among a career of golden years. And then they
0: choked. Yeah. It so down. what I saw was basically Winnipeg losing the game versus Montreal winning it. Like you said, there were two miss field goals. How he's if, if, if he is back next week and he misses another kick, yeah. he's gone. <laughs> Even though they're still in the driver's seat, they're still the team to beat. Um, and an 18 game season, it's impossible. I mean, we, we all know going undefeated is the tallest of tasks. So, you know, if they're going to lose a game, I think this is how you, the game you'd want to lose because there's so many things to take. There were so many things to take away from it. If you lost the game that you need to improve on for next week for down the road to not lose again, because they still, they very much are the superior team in the league.
1: I got to say, I got to say, your W theory is some quality Joe Pritchard level, you know, mojo juju voodoo kind of stuff.
0: And we really haven't talked about it. He likes to quote. And we really, if you think about it, since Lanny and Scotty went off the air, nobody's really talking uniforms and fashion and how it can affect, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. I would love
1: to, I would, I would love to talk the uniforms and fashion stuff. Because I was going to ask Joe, so I'll ask you. What did you make of the all blues by the bombers? I'm a big fan of monochrome uniforms when done correctly. I, I don't like the color rush stuff so much in the NFL. It was very much—it was
0: very much a color rush. But I think the W on the chest uh, oversold it for me. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> th- that, what I was thinking is—is is that if they lose this game, this is one and done for these. Oh uniforms.
0: yeah, I agree. We're
1: never going to see these nope. again. Never, but it, they, I thought it looked dope, especially with the gold helmet. Oh yeah, no, I it looked it, it looked nice. It look. did
0: look sharp, but yeah, I think yeah. I think now if they wear them again, you know, just say we don't, you know, we don't know what the uniform line lineup is for. At least I don't think we do. But if they come out again and wear those things and lose again, you'll never. They're gonna burn those things.
1: <laughs> they might be con- contractually obligated to wear them one more time this yeah. season. But but if I, I, I think they're doomed now, it's too bad. Right. Because I kind of like that. I kind of like that gear. Um, Just wanted to say, too, you know, you're you're putting this on the bombers. But um, in one respect, you know, this is kind of the Alouette's defense that we've been expecting to see. Right. Uh, the first half, even the first three quarters, to some extent, looked like it did the first time these teams played last week mm-hmm. uh, you know lots of harassment uh they're given given lots of different looks to harris uh to harris they're given lots of different looks out there and you know so in that respect you know i thought the alouettes played their best game and then on the, on by the same token if you're going to say the out the the bombers lost this game you're saying Legio lost this game too. Legio lost this game. The Bombers did not make any seriously grievous mistakes. There weren't any mental errors. This wasn't a penalty fest like the Riders have been giving us and the Elks gave us this week. It wasn't, you know. The only It's not like The only. They did anything terrible. Right,
0: the only sport where you can bat a little over 300 and still be on the team is baseball, but when you're a field goal kicker, you pretty much are expected to be perfect. And yeah. two clutch, you know, two kicks he should have made. I mean, especially the last one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the doink. Uh, yeah, you got, yeah, yeah. It's, you, you got doink. You got doing. So it's like, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. It comes down to the kicker. I mean, yeah, we look what ha- and just and that was the other thing too. When we get ready to talk. There was the one takeaway from this week too. I took um, just how much special teams matter. Yep. Yep. And we saw a Canadians, lot of that in in each of the games.
1: Canadians always like to say about American football that they're taking the foot out of football. Right. And uh, you know, the CFL is really the league where you know kickers are people too. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, that was really that was really the case this week. Yeah, and remember, uh, and even and even in the reverse sense in Vancouver, right? Yeah, or or in Calgary, I should right. say for the and is a
0: lesson learned. If you remember last, last season, we had a Japanese kicker come over um and the poor guy he yeah it just it didn't it didn't pan out well for him in the end so um and it's you know I mean I uh, yeah I mean so I know kickers are in a tough spot they're expected to be perfect but this when you're on a on a a great cup champion and you're missing those kicks oh that's completely unsat. I mean that 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 can't stand when you're looking for a three peak. yep yep yep
1: I mean that's That's going to be the difference. And they've done this before, right? Yeah. They, they, the, the bombers specifically lost their kicker coming down the stretch, I think Mm -hmm. in 2019, they, they got rid of him because he, he jacked a game or two away and that's it done. And Hey, looky, looky. They were perfect the rest of the way. And from what I understand,
0: kicking is about 90% mental. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i wouldn't doubt it i i am not i am kind of surprised in one way that with this accent that they're putting on trying to get you know non-north american players let's say in the league that i'm surprised that somebody hasn't taken a chance on on some soccer player yeah you know kicking or kicking punting that kind of stuff um i remember back in the 70s a couple of teams did this Gary your classic example he was coming out of Europe yeah. and uh, the Patriots had a guy Matt Smith from England uh, who was who, who was the kicker for a couple of and the goalie, and the, the, and
0: the Goliacs sorry The Goliacs beat Goliac and uh well, what was his brother's right. name that's yeah. right
1: that's right yeah um so I I'm, I'm kind of expecting some German guy or some you know Ukrainian guy. to
0: to be which would be great but i'm going to throw one out there just thinking off the wall here how about maybe somebody out of the women's leagues suiting up being a field goal kicker
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: randy if you're listening push this idea because you know what it couldn't hurt
1: i wonder about that i if if somebody might be willing to give that a shot because there's some uh of course college teams that have done this in recent years in america and we're not and, and we're not of course and we're
0: not talking the gus movie type gimmick we're talking about you know the girls can play and the girls <laughs> can kick
1: <laughs> well i mean i mean the, that was the thing is that um you may remember in the mid-90s uh manon Rayom, and there was a couple others, um, ladies from Canada who were goaltenders yeah, in the NHL for a little while. Now that was only in the preseason right. ultimately, but uh, they did do some practice squad stuff with them as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't see why not. I think that this is the one position in football where women can really play on an equal footing, <laughs> so to speak with the, the guys. Um, so I don't see why not. I I think that if a Canadian woman came out there and like could kick mm-hmm. that they would that I don't think there would be a second thought. I think that if they're going to get some beast like the girl who played for my university in New Mexico Lobos a few years ago, uh, somebody like that, who can, you know, who can kick at 50 yards as soon as they find that person. She'll get a job. Yeah. I, I don't think that the CFL will have hangups about it no, I don't like, think so. I don't think like an American league would. Yeah, and, and again, the American universities are willing to do it,
0: I and don't see why it C- can it. only be good for the league too.
1: Sure. Yeah. Of course. It well, can great only publish. be. Oh yeah. There's
0: more. There's so many positives. I mean, I see no negatives oh, yeah. other than, oh, and yeah. whatever negatives do get thrown thrown that way, you know what? There's always a bunch of crotchety old white men that don't like change.
1: Well, the CFL, the CFL would do good what they should do in that first game that she plays is that rather than give free seats to the press, they make them pay for it. So that way you'll get a sellout. Yeah. <laughs> that way you're sure to sell out the seats <laughs> and you can even charge American prices that they pay. It. Yeah. I'll tell you what the hotels will love the business up there too. That <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, because that will be the top story on sports center for oh, sure. Oh God, That'll yeah. Be tremendous publicity for that league the rock is listening right now taking notes for the xfo right so <laughs> all right so second game of the week a great game especially from eastern teams who haven't been giving us many great right. games this mm-hmm. season hamilton tiger cats 34 toronto argonauts 27 uh of course the big story for the tiger cats was and the play-by-play guys were making much note of this that after being destroyed all season in the second half especially in the fourth quarter, they outscored the Argos in that second half, 20 to six came away with the win. But I guess for me, the question for you, this is kind of a semi rhetorical question, but who could have figured that the combination of Matt Schultz and Jamie Newman, who played one quarter and went two for two for four yards could get Hamilton 34 points.
0: If you said that to me without knowing what the final, I, yeah, I'd be like, huh?
1: Yeah. Did you have Schultz in your fantasy? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. And he
0: only had <laughs> 176 yards. That's pedestrian.
1: Well, not for Matt, Schultz. not for
0: Matt Schultz, but in the <laughs> CFL
1: and yeah. And that's pretty surprising for a team that scores 34 points. Right. right.
0: So, And you know, I'm looking at the stats right now and with Jamie Newman, here's just kind of my take on Jamie Newman. Okay. He passed for four more yards than either you or I did in that game. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. That's what I look at. I'm like, yeah, okay. You know what? I could maybe have done that. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about,
1: how about he passed for four more yards than Vernon Adams jr. Who was supposed to be in the running for, you know, passing yards. This season. Oh yeah. How about that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. How about
1: that? You know, how about that? How about he, he was coming in off the bench behind Matt Schultz, who was a guy who was coming in off the bench after Vernon Adams, who isn't doing anything this season. Yeah. How about that? I mean, not that I'm a bitter Alouette's fan still looking for a quarterback, you know, since about 10 years ago. Right. Um, but, you know, I mean, seriously um, just nice show by Hamilton to actually overcome the fact that they weren't able to start Dane Evans this week. Um, you know, they're playing a division rival. They're now in the top of the East, you know, which, you know, kind of like being the tallest midget, but still yeah. you know, doesn't matter. That's going to get you a home game in the playoffs. Um, I guess the bad news for the Argos is Andrew Harris is now out now again, on the one hand, Harris has really only had the one good game the one outstanding game all year, let's say. And that was that, you know, that COVID delayed game against the Riders. On the other hand, you know, he was a threat back there um, and teams had been respecting that threat. So, wow. Um, do we think as much of the Argos as we did last week?
0: No. No, no. I mean, they're all, I mean, they're what? They're four and four. They're really one game up on Hamilton for the lead in the division. I mean, Toronto mm-hmm. to me, uh, Toronto, if, if Toronto were in the West, they'd be in last place. That's, that's, that's my takeaway. I, I just, Toronto's not really showing me anything other than their average team in a weak division.
1: You don't think they're better than the Elks?
0: Well, yeah, they'll, they're better. Everybody's better than the Elks except for Ottawa. I mean, and even then, I would. Uh, let's see. Let me take a look here. They're actually, you know what? I'm just looking at the numbers here, but Ottawa, their port di- point differential. Ottawa's only allowed 195 points. Now, mind you, we got a difference with games right now, but Edmonton really is the weaker team because they've allowed 324 points or defense.
1: Yeah. But like almost a hundred of that was to BC. true.
0: But still just talking numbers itself, it's like, yeah Just raw numbers. Yeah. Now. Just the raw numbers. I would, I would say Ottawa's the better team over Edmonton. I would say Edmonton's the worst team in the league. I'm just, okay. I, and and they, to me, and with all due respect to our friends out there in Edmonton over at the turf district. Um, yeah. They're, and I know they've been, I saw a great meme. Well, it wasn't even a meme. It was a picture of a fan holding up a sign <laughs> that says, basically, we have not had a home victory since 2019. So, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But
1: the one that I always like to say is they've never won at home as the Elks. Yes. That's the one I like. That's the one I like. They've never. And, and I am shocked. I am shocked that some pinheads out there aren't saying bring back the name. Because of this, I am shocked that somebody hasn't proposed that this is the curse of changing the name. Nick. In fact, let's go. Let's just skip. We'll come back to really the game of the week in the week of weeks uh, in a moment. Right. But first, let's talk some Saskatchewan Rough Riders 34 at Edmonton Elks 23. Now, I'm sure you're going to take. You know, the, the position that the Elks kind of lost this game. But I'm wondering if they might not have lost if they hadn't been playing like the Riders had been all year.
0: Well, that's a good question. The yeah.
1: No, I would. 12 yeah. penalties, 140 yards, one ejection. Okay. Now, granted, the Riders had nine penalties for 100 yards. Right. So, you know, they're, they're up to their usual tricks. But, you know, the Elks are up by a point with 10 minutes left to play. And they end up losing, you know, this is forever going to go down as a two-digit loss. Uh, The Riders even covered a very generous spread as well for the betters out there. But, okay, so I went back, and I crunched the numbers on this. I went back and looked at the play-by-play. Okay, the Riders had the ball 15 times. If you include the, like, one-play drive, quote-unquote, before the end of the first half. We'll count it, though. We'll count it. okay. On six of these drives, okay, Mm -hmm. the Elks did not, the Elks defense did not take a penalty. Okay, on those six drives, the riders scored a combined two points. Right? The other nine drive, 10 penalties, 25 points. Come on now. Come on now. The Elks, for no good reason, self-destructed in this game. They shot themselves in the foot time and again, and they lost. They could have won this game. Now, now, I guess my question is how, what happens to the riders now who have been playing cocky, who have been playing sloppy going forward, thinking that this was a well-earned legitimate win. Mm,
0: I don't think they would think it was a well, well, it was a win. Whether it was well earned or well, legit, it was a a legitimate win, but was it well earned? Mm, No, no, (laughs) yes, but
1: I think that they will believe it. Okay, I am not enjoying this Riders team this season, I will say. So I'm kind of predisposed to being to hating on the Riders right now, but I don't know, man. I this would be a feric victory for me if I'm a Riders fan, because I think they're going to be looking at the scoreboard. They're going to be going, yeah, we took care of business. And they're letting into town, you know, a team that just ran up 41 right. points against a defense that actually played pretty well, <laughs> considering they got 41 points run up on them, the Calgary stamps. So let's, let's just jump into that game as well. Wow. Again, Really? Oh, game that's, of the year. Yeah.
0: That's, yeah. That's been the game so far this year. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it, it went right, right down to, you know, the last play and that's how you, and, uh, I don't think if, even if the lions would have lost, the fans were not going to be disappointed no matter who won the game or who lost it. it was still all around entertaining game.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, the folks, the folks in Calgary came away with the L, but they certainly, uh um, saw a lot of
0: football. <laughs> yeah, they did. And, um, and they really and they didn't I mean, even lose ground in in the playoff race anyway. So it's and that you know whether they got whether they're in second or third, I mean that easily can change. So it's not this if all the games to lose, the important games to lose, this might be the game you want to lose right now because I think I'm just taking a look at the schedule here. Let's see. Calgary's got well they got Toronto next week. But when do they play BC again? Do they? Oh, that's a good question. I'm taking a look here. Not sure. Yeah, they they played them in week fifteen at Calgary again. Okay. Okay. And then week sixteen at BC. Yeah, so they've got two more they've got two more uh, two more games against them. Yeah, they've got two more games against them before the end of the season. I don't think,
1: secretly, I mean, I know that these guys will say, we don't don't think ahead to next week, but I think at least in Calgary and Winnipeg, a lot of guys have it in the back of their heads that, look, it doesn't matter how it shakes out, it's coming down to the Stamps, the Lions, and the Bombers. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Clearly, these three teams, are head and shoulders above the rest. Clearly they're going to be the top three coming out of the West, unless disaster strikes could happen. And they're going to be playing each other in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's it. And, and that's what it's going to come down to. And in the playoffs, anybody could win. Right. Anybody could win. The Cal- Calgary could come from three and be playing in the Grey cup. Yeah. No, no sweat. And, and so I really, I mean, I mean, again, it's early. There's still a lot of football to play. There's still half the season left for these teams. Da, 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 da. But nah, <laughs> nah. Let's face a little reality. And oh, yes, one thing I wanted to say about this Lions Stampeders game now, now, now again, look, I don't want to say anything negative about this game. I don't want to say anything negative about CFL football in general. Okay. This is a great game. I was, I was telling Greg before the game, I was like, look, if you want to see the highlight clip, for this game, just watch the game. Yeah. Okay? I, mean, I mean, you know. The, yeah, I mean, the 10-minute
0: okay. highlight clip does not do it justice.
1: No, 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 no. I mean, even the third quarter, when, when all you got was two field, you got a field goal on either side. Even in the third quarter, that's when Jefferson and Big Hill are doing amazing stuff on defense. You know, so it's like, and that's when the Stamps defense looks like the Stamps defense. So it's like, you know, just watch this game. I mean, this is game of the year so far. But I just want to say this. Okay, on the last drive, one twenty-two left. Cameron Cameron Judge gets called for roughing the passer. You know, the the Lions get another first down. Mm -hmm. The drive is kept alive, whatever. It was first down when it happened, so it's not really that big a deal. This was pretty explicitly a makeup call. For the roughing the passer on Bo Levy Mitchell, where dude had enough time to sit up and complain to the ref that was roughing the passer before he f- threw the flag. Okay, can we, as a fan society, just come out and admit that makeup calls are real? <laughs> can we? Can can we
0: stop censoring ourselves? Know. I don't know.
1: Please, please, no, they. Do though they I do makeup calls are real. I can't help believing it. Look, maybe it's because I watched too much NBA. Okay, where there's all there's there's even more of this, but Jesus, come
0: on. Man. It was These... a hell of a hit, though. I mean, that was you know, but with that said, there's so much that doesn't get called versus what gets. I don't know. Right, I, right. I don't know. And, and... I mean, I the part I'm you know, I'm still kind of like. You know, I don't. It's part of that game. It's like we know there's gambling in sports, but I like to pre- still often pretend that there isn't. So, <laughs> well,
1: okay, but dude, it's not the 1919 White No, Sox. no,
0: no. I know that.
1: I but, mean, you know, yeah, you know, and, and, and I mean, it's like I'm not suggesting that refs are throwing. Oh no, no, games no, no. That's not what I was. Like, that's like not. That's had. not
0: what I was saying. My, what I was yeah, saying yeah, dude, was, but, dude. That yeah, I don't know. I just think the refs. You know, I don't know. I mean, I still like to think, I think they missed it. They, they missed the call. Okay, it is. But with that said, you know,
1: but see, but see, the thing about roughing the passer yeah. is it's always an arbitrary call. I mean, in one of these games, I, for, I forget which one, but like somebody, some coach tried to actually challenge roughing the passer. It's like, how are you gonna get? What are you gonna do? Can the camera angle is gonna convince the ref that it wasn't really that rough? Right. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. Challenging roughing the passer to me has never made any sense, but
1: right. And so it also makes perfect sense that the refs could call roughing the passer to make up for a call.
0: I mean, yeah. no, you know, I'm it's not... an arbitrary yeah.
1: call. I mean, I just, I just wish that you know we didn't have because I mean, here are the play-by-play guys, and you know, even they on this one were just like, ah, I don't really agree with that, right? But so often they're left having to defend this or justify this call, and it's just like, no, man, yeah. no, just refs are human. Just admit it. I mean, the players know it. Like this, is, yeah, you know. Let's just so anyway. All right, so great game, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wonderful game, great game. Interesting that it started, like we talked about before, with that uh, Bo Levy Mitchell record breaking, mm-hmm. and that it ended with you know the winning field goal after you know some futility yeah. early in the week with missed field goals. So it was just just a great uh, CFL game, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and it was uh, aesthetically, even see.
0: aesthetically, there were there were there were a lot of people in the stands for a Calgary game. <laughs>
1: yep, sure.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I really
1: think that uh, it kind of speaks to the argument that sports fans, you know, even with the outrageous prices at these games and whatever, you know, if it's on the weekend or if it's on a holiday and the opposition is interesting, people will go see yeah. it. People will go see it. And BC Lions are drawing fans this year. I really believe. I really believe yeah. that among the fans who are like, eh, will I go or will I not? if the lions are coming to town they'll go see it because they really yeah. are the most exciting team in the league. Yeah. The the yeah. bombers are the prettiest, but the the right. lions are the most exciting. That, that's some that's some great stuff uh, whatever uh, lions
0: Yeah, out. with Nathan Rourke behind, I mean, behind I mean, you know, the future is looking up in BC when it comes. Oh yeah, to... and
1: I mean, they're also young yeah. too. That's the other thing. This is the youngest team in the league yeah. and they play with that energy and enthusiasm and and I mean like Like, again, this is the team in the playoffs that you're going to be nervous about as a fan of the team. Right. Because this is a classic, very talented team. And they're looking down the barrel of two teams that have been there many times before. Mm -hmm. This is going to be one of these classic, like, experience wins out. Yeah. Or not. Or not. Maybe the Lions really are a special team in the making and they can overcome that youthful enthusiasm, which often ends up being a minus in the playoffs. So, uh, all right, let's, let's go through next week's games. And I'm sorry that I couch these in gambling terms a little bit here. Oh, well, that's okay. You don't like, don't like to think about gambling and football, but I love to think about gambling and football. So, <laughs> so sorry, folks. Uh, all right. We start off the week with, here. you go. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna win your argument for you one way or the other. Edmonton Elks, incredibly enough, four and a half point underdogs at the Ottawa Red Blacks. Which
0: sounds right. I, Which sounds right.
1: This is the bye week in the home field. Yeah. Right? Okay. Now, no William Powell for the Red Blacks. Um, Edmonton Elks. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about them. Played an excellent game. Physically, last week, played a terrible game mentally. Uh, How much will that off? You know what? Okay. Here's what I'm going to do I'm going to take the Red Blacks to win this game, but I bet the Elks cover. Okay. I bet it's going to be close. I bet it's going to be gritty. I would think, I would Uh, say you're right. Probably about 2017. Right.
0: And hopefully, the difference made in this game is Jalen Acklin. Again or a kicker or a kicker. I'll take, you know, I'm an Acklin. I'm Ackland went to Western Illinois. So that's, that's he'll, you know, can't root against, can't, can't root against the the kid that was a star on your college team.
1: (laughs) Oh no, of course not. Oh yeah.
0: Oh no, 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 no. My all time
1: favorite player. I I will always say is Michael Cooper.
0: He's the CFL version of Fred, Fred Blitnikoff. If you ask me.
1: There you go. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. I will I will always say Michael Cooper is my favorite basketball player because he went to University of New Mexico and he played for the Lakers. And I will defend Luke Longley, starting center for the three-time champion Chicago Bulls and never champion of anything, University of New Mexico Logos. <laughs> I will defend him <laughs> forever, uh, as as one of the great passing centers of all time because he went to University of New Mexico. Uh, We don't get enough University of New Mexico guys up here in the CFL. The Riders had one last year, but I think in 2019, actually. But we don't get too many up here. So, all right, we're going on to BC Lions. Five and a half point favorites at Saskatchewan. Um, Again, (laughs) I got to think for the Riders this season. I am gonna stoke more fury among the biggest fan base in the cfl i think the lions are gonna blow you guys out here guys mm. i think the lions i think the lions are gonna
0: win big i, think, I don't think so i think it's gonna i be think close. they're putting up
1: points against everybody do you really I think it's wow be close. okay are the riders gonna win
0: no but it's gonna be real okay. close
1: okay so they'll cover that yeah five and a half another close game all right so we're looking at another good week of cfl football but I think, again, for this game to be close, I think that this will have to be low-ish scoring, right? Yeah. There's no way the Riders can keep up with the Lions, I think, in a, in a shootout.
0: No. Right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, yeah. so it'd have
1: to be like mid-range scoring here, right. says Greg. Okay. All right. Dying to hear your feedback on this one. Can't understand this line too much. Hamilton Tiger Cats, three-point underdogs at Montreal. Obviously, the book is taking the Alouettes very seriously after their, Greg was not too impressed, but I, I found to be a solid performance against Winnipeg last week and not taking the 34, the Tiger Cats scored against Toronto very yeah. seriously. Um, Just out of, okay, if I were playing CFL Pickham, my strategy on Alouette's games is always the same, right? I always take the Alouette's and I set the confidence meter at one. Okay.
0: I, that I can buy. I, <laughs> I understand where you're coming yeah. from. Cause I'm thinking you so, and I are kind of on the same wavelength on this one. Cause I'm sitting here looking right. at it going, I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> have a feel. I mean, yeah. BC and Saskatchewan. I have a feel Ottawa and Edmonton. Got a feel. I got no feel on this one.
1: Right. Neither does the sports book because typically the sports book gives three points to the home team. Yeah. Right. So more or less on a neutral field, the sports book thinks this is, a this is a pickup. Right. Right. Now I would say that if any game in the CFL ties this year, it's this one.
0: Yeah, I could. It's yeah. I one. mean, there's an argument to be made. It's like, well, right. I mean, either. You know, basically, you know, you could, you could, you can see an ending in the game where you, you walk away from the game saying, yeah, neither team wanted to win this game. Mm -hmm. You can see a scenario where that would be whoever won or lost. It's a question of who wanted to win it or who didn't want to lose it.
1: Right. Yes. Yes. And, and especially early in the season, probably. Yeah. Yeah maybe we can put this on the Kari Jones regime right.
0: but with that but, well, with uh, that said though whoever wins this game i mean this is and if i if i remember the standings this is right now the battle for second place
1: yes yes but again the real the games of real importance for this division in general are the next two right. cats or Argos games yeah so for, it, it's interesting for the Tiger Cats because, yeah, if they win, it's great, but it really doesn't matter because, really, the next two games are the ones that really matter. Uh, for them, yeah. they could lose this and win the next two, no big deal. They could win this and lose the next two,
0: very big. Deal. Well, and it kind of reminds you of a little bit of baseball there, too. I mean, I, you know, when you're coming down the stretch, you know, obviously when we're talking records and it base we're comparing apples to oranges, but you can kind of see here. It's yeah. You know what? Yeah. If you lose this one, you don't lose any ground, but if you lose the next two, you lose a shit ton of ground.
1: Right. 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 The thing, well, geez, I don't, you know, the CFL I think wants a tie (laughs) because wow. I mean, it's, it's, they, they really wish both teams could win this game because again, this is just going to hurt that hunt uh, for the crossover. Right. Uh, either team loses, Saskatchewan wins. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, this this is a real bummer for both of these teams. Yeah, I so mean, talk about your victory. Right. I so. mean, if
0: Hamilton wins, it won't be unexpected to me. And then, yeah, then, it then, then you start talking, okay, crossover now, because, you know, now, you know, hell, let's see here. Right now, Saskatchewan's five and four. Right. So right there. So, I mean, if, yeah, go, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry.
1: No, Montreal goes two and a half down with a loss. Right. Right. On Saskatchewan. And that's pretty big, right? That's yeah. Now Montreal beats Saskatchewan, but I don't, I don't think that's going to matter. Well. Yeah, because if it's a tie, it automatically goes to the Eastern team. Yeah. right. So we don't need a crossover. We don't need a tiebreaker there. Right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I would say the Owls might need this win a bit more. Well, actually, no, that's not true. That's not true. The Owls um, do not necessarily need this win because their fate is out of their hands. Their fate is comes down to the Toronto Hamilton games, so yeah. more or less. So we'll see. We'll see about this one. But, okay, here's what I'm going to go with. Then I'm going to go with Montreal wins this game, and they win this game uh, based on a turnover as the cats
0: are driving. I, I don't know how I could disagree with that. <laughs> how, I mean, if you look at how Hamilton's lost their games this year, that would just fit the narrative.
1: Well, Hamilton has lost their games until recently. Just by not playing very aggressively on defense. But that would not, but that, but
0: but just that scenario you played out, I can see that's how the game ends. Yeah. We've seen it too many times with Hamilton. Like, oh, oh, you know, you just, with Hamilton, you're always waiting for them to lose the game, not win the game.
1: Yeah. And I've just been, I've just been optimistic about Montreal's defense lately. I think that they're finally like finding their way um, and, and playing up to, to kind of how we expected at the beginning of the season. So, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of bullish on, on the owls lately. I got to admit, yeah. uh, I always try and be, I always try and be a bit, uh, I try and temper my positivity a bit, but yeah, I, I like the way our defense has been playing lately. Uh, let's see. And we close the week with. Wow. Calgary Stampeders. Just. Two and a half
0: point favorites at Toronto. And I don't now I don't get that. They should be favored by more.
1: Yeah, see, see, yeah, you're feeling like the Argos are kind of on a on a decline lately. So you're you're thinking the stamps are gonna win this by what, maybe a touchdown? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I can buy that yeah okay I can buy that I've got home teams at two and
0: two right. so and the reason you know and the part of it the reason you know how I always look at it when it comes to football in general whether it's Canadian whether it's college whether it's pro I always like to look at the point differential in Toronto yes. they've got they've scored 180 points a season they've given up 208 Calgary they've scored 246 and given up 191 I mean just To me, that's where I always kind of, that's my starting point. And that's where, I mean, yeah, I I think seven points with Calgary. I can see Calgary winning by at least a touchdown.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Calgary, I don't feel like Calgary has ever been blown out this season. And I don't believe that we've ever gotten the feeling that they've stopped playing ball. Right. uh, At any point. Now, again, there's only three teams I've seen like that. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, which three teams. Those are right. The, 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 the three teams that, that don't quit, that don't seem to run out of plays in the playbook. Like I've seen Edmonton do, like I've seen Montreal do this season. Um, I, I haven't seen them take the foot off the pedal like Saskatchewan does almost every game like Hamilton's been doing a lot this season. I just don't see it. Those are the three teams without quit. Uh, now Toronto, I can't imagine how they feel after last week. Um, no Harris too is going to change up their game plan. I get the feeling that Greg here is right. I think Calgary wins by a touchdown, or even more, um, as the visiting team at Toronto. Yeah. Um, right, Greg. Okay. Well, thanks for filling in again. Oh, you're welcome.
0: I enjoyed this. Glad, glad to hear that your retirement is smooth. It's smooth, but I'm. I've been what two retired two weeks now, and I've had that. That walking around the house going, you know what, I need to, I need to get me a job because it's, uh, you know, not used to have just being, not used to, you know, being off for multiple weeks and uh, not having to worry, think, oh, when I get back to work, I'll have that. No, I don't have to deal with that anymore, but hopefully uh, we're still waiting on the house to get sold. So once the house gets sold, I'll have a lot to do.
1: So like CFL podcasting isn't paying the bills.
0: Yeah, no, it's, you know what I do this, you know, for the, as, uh, as Mark Perry likes to say over in his podcast for the love of football. So, you know, podcasting, (laughs) I do it for the love of the game and, you know, the opportunity to sit here and talk football with you. Cause you know, um, I'm sure you're in the same boat as me, our wives, this whole football thing, they look at us like, (laughs) yeah, I don't get it. Now, with that said, my wife loves baseball. So at least when I go to Japan, we do have that. Um, the little side story since the last time we talked, did go to a brewer's game. Was it last week? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Found out something the hard way. Apparently, Miller Park, well, whatever it's called now, but Miller Park, uh, yeah, no, it's not air conditioned. So I <laughs> get up there. It was Robin Yount. Um jersey day so it all worked out well oh nice yeah i got the uh the the road powder blue with the milwaukee script from the early 80s so the 82 road jerseys oh 82 yeah
1: great yep that's the one you want so back when they were still the american league
0: yes yeah that was cool you know that and that's always that was cool to me because at least my wife knows baseball i could sit there and you know, bored to death with all like kinds of innate statistics and like, well, Milwaukee used to be in the American League. Well, why did they yeah. switch? I go, it's yeah. a long story.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't make a lot of sense in that case. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, the reason why they did it is because they didn't have interleague. Team. Right. Yeah. It was because, of course, back then they they put uh, 16 teams in the National League and 14 teams in the American oh, League. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Which, well, it was, then two then were in the gift shop. And, you know, I was able to. She's like, you don't need to buy a hat. Well, I got me a hat. So I, um, no, of course got you need me to a buy hat. a hat. Though I was going to grab the old school Milwaukee one. And she's like, yeah, it looks too much like Michigan Wolverines. I go, mm, yeah, you're right. So I got the one with the baseball mitt, the baseball mitt logo.
1: Right. Right. Not the one with the, uh, beer, the beer barrel guys. Oh, no, I
0: couldn't find that one in the relaxed fit, <laughs> the 47 relaxed yeah. fit ones. Um, so yeah, but then we're, we're checking out. And I go to grab a program, the $2 to keep score. She goes, what is that for? I go, that's how how you keep score. How do you keep what? score? I open it up. And what? She looks at oh it. My God. She goes, do you know how to do this? I go, it's been a long time. I forgot. But at least one thing I learned from that trip was, A, it was an air conditioned up at Miller Park, and they still sell programs. So hopefully before I retire, I'll get to Wrigley here soon
1: they do they do still sell programs um the one time i went to anaheim i did you have to score man keeping score is the best that's one of the main reasons why baseball is so awesome is because you can do that right you can actually keep score like that you can reproduce a game just by looking at
0: the cop well it's a beautiful that's a beautiful thing about sports and math and everything in general and we're not even going to get into a deep discussion on S- simulation baseball or football
1: <laughs> again <laughs> yeah
0: yeah no i'm uh at the end of the season my simulation baseball uh i think i'm gonna miss the playoffs but that's okay because i can't apparently no. i can't beat the pirates i think i've the, the top team in my my league is the pirates um they are 12 and 0 against me i i got all the hitting but when i go against the pitching it just doesn't so looks like a fifth place uh fifth place for me but i'll be happy with that
1: <laughs> All right. So, hey, thanks for sharing your time with us, Greg. Um, we're going to stop talking baseball now. We're going to sign off. Greg, you're going to have to wait another week or so to talk about Canadian football again. Go talk baseball with your wife. The rest of us go talk about whatever you like to talk about. Enjoy the games next week.
0: And- Day, games are start tomorrow.
1: That's right. Yeah, and enjoy the games. Enjoy the games this week. And we'll talk to you next week. Have a fun. Yeah,
0: and if you're in a fantasy Canadian fantasy football league, you better make your picks now because uh, if you wait till tomorrow, it might be too late. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.